Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your Friday night SmackDown post-show for February 10th, 2023. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Friday evenings, wherever you may be. I apologize for that slight minor inconvenience. I, I, I had no idea that my new camera had the microphone, the built-in microphone, turned on, and it was coming through my OBS. I apologize if I gave you guys a bad start to the show. We don't want bad starts here. We want to have a good time, and we want to give you guys the best show possible. So I apologize for that. Hopefully, I sound very good, and I look good right now as we can get on with the show the way it's supposed to be. Anyway, man, like I was saying, uh, I, I don't feel bad for anybody watching Rampage, but I mean, you, you, you guys, you, you guys had to watch a Marina Shafir match. I mean, why would you want to go and do that? Why would you want to go and do that? I shut that shit off at 10.03 p.m., man. I saw the card. You know what? I'm going to get ready for SmackDown. Let's get ready for the fucking uh, live stream tonight, man. Can't do it. Can't do it. That's his job, man. That that's his forte. You you go watch you go watch Rampage, man. I won't I won't do that here until they go live. Speaking of live, SmackDown tonight from the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Not really a gambling type of guy, but Jay Uso seemingly is. The whole big story about SmackDown tonight, which by the way, SmackDown sucked. Let's be real. SmackDown was garbage. Outside the bloodline, there was really nothing interesting about SmackDown at all. They're, they're, basically, they're basically waiting for the Elimination Chamber, and that is it. That's all they're waiting for. We got Jay Uso, who's back on WWE television, two weeks removed from the Royal Rumble. He walked out on his family. He walked out on his family. And I didn't think we were going to see him tonight. I didn't. Jimmy and Jay Uso had to defend the tag team championships, the SmackDown tag team championships, not the unified or the undisputed tag team championships, the SmackDown tag team championships against Ricochet and Braun Strowman, who won a number one contendership 
in a tournament that Triple H put together that, would, that basically was set up for Drew McIntyre and Sheamus to win, but they had other plans, and WrestleMania plans are in motion for both of those guys. So they figured Braun Strowman and Ricochet could take a loss because there's no way the Usos were losing the tag team championships or a set of tag team championships before WrestleMania. That doesn't make sense. And we got, you guys are starting the show off the right way, man. Oh, my goodness. With a $100 bomb. Oh, my goodness. Hey, JD, this is my first ever sending a 100 bomb to you because you have been nothing but the truth, the goat of the IWC. I enjoy listening to your off the script day in and day out because it's absolutely the best ever to listen to. Hashtag OTS for life. We're going to give another round of applause for Ali. Ali, you got comments of the entire evening, bro. Nobody's even going to fucking challenge that. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you being here tonight on this fine Friday evening. I didn't think Jay Uso was going to be on the show tonight. I didn't. I was surprised to see him and... There are two ways that we can go about this now with Jay Uso on television. Obviously, we'll talk about how everything transpired, but I want to let you guys know because I've seen some differing opinion online, on Twitter. At first, I thought Jay Uso was going to miss the show tonight. I legitimately thought that we would not see Jay Uso until the Elimination Chamber. It was only one week. It's next Saturday. I thought Jay Uso was going to show up in Montreal, and we don't even know if he's going to be allowed in the building or allowed in the country, number one. But I thought that if he was allowed, they'd just wait until Saturday at the Elimination Chamber. He'd show up, and he'd turn his back on Sami Zayn, costing Sami Zayn a victory, giving Roman the win over Sami and aligning himself with the bloodline and his family once again. Then comes out Kevin Owens, and we get the Usos and Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, or Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos for WrestleMania. That's what I thought was going to be. That's how I thought everything was going to transpire. WWE pulled a fast one on us, had a lot of people guessing, a lot of people are going to continue to guess what's going on here with Sami Zayn. Jey Uso showed up, defended the tag team championships with Jimmy successfully against Ricochet and Braun Strowman. And there was a moment twice tonight where Jay did not give Jimmy any indication that he was in or out. And Sami Zayn was in the building tonight twice, once with Paul Heyman interrupting the opening of the show and then to find Jay Uso in the parking lot by himself. And he got in a word with Jay Uso the first time they've been face-to-face since the Royal Rumble. Jay Uso did not attack Sami Zayn. There was no ill will there. It was a worried segment on behalf of Jay Uso, but he let Sami speak. He did not act like the rest of the bloodline. And he shook Sami Zayn's hand. He gave him a fist pump. 
And Sami Zayn went on his way. And Sami Zayn says basically that he acknowledges Jay Uso and he wants Jay to know that there's a way out of the bloodline. And it starts Saturday night next week in eight days when Sami Zayn takes the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. I don't mind that Jay Uso, after this segment, was on the show. Because I don't know how WWE is going to maneuver this next Saturday. The only way that I think, and the only way that a lot of people are thinking, is that Jay Uso is going to be the catalyst for this match next Saturday. And next Saturday, it's going to really be Jay Uso who fucks Sami Zayn in the end and ruins his chances at the WWE title. That's the only thing I could see. It's the only thing that would work here. Without one of the Uso, without Jay Uso, luckily he is the most important part of this entire thing. I don't know if Jimmy's allowed in the country. I don't know if Jay's allowed in the country. I've been hearing that Jay is, and I've been hearing that Jimmy is not. Jay Uso needs to be there. What WWE did tonight was continue the illusion that Jay Uso is not really a part of the bloodline, that his loyalty is severed with his family. And they want you to think that Jay Uso thinks what the bloodline did to Sammy was wrong. This is all a part of Triple H building sympathy on behalf of Sami Zayn. So he's already turned on Roman. He left the bloodline on his own accord. He turned on the bloodline, turned on Roman. And Sami Zayn is now a rebel without a cause. Or a rebel with a cause, I guess, because he wants the WWE title. When we get to Montreal, all of this is going to shift from Sammy to Sammy and Roman to Sammy and Jay Uso. The sympathy card is there with Jay Uso. When Jay Uso turns his back after tonight, when Jay Uso turns his back on Sami Zayn. There will be so much fucking heat on Jay Uso that Roman Reigns is going to be so non-existent in this entire thing. That's what they need to do if they want to salvage Sami Zayn in the eyes of the fans being the guy and having him be more popular than Cody Rhodes going into WrestleMania. It does not work without Jay Uso. So what WWE did tonight was continue to build the utmost sympathy. It is going to be epic levels of fucking sympathy for Sami Zayn. Epic levels. That crowd is going to be one of the best crowds. It's going to be one of the hottest crowds in any championship match you will ever see on Saturday night, next Saturday. Jay Uso will turn his back, and that, that is going to be the moment that makes Roman Reigns in this entire Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns narrative by the fans disappear like fucking dust in the wind. I don't mind it because that's what needs to be done. That's what needs to be done. So we go from Sami and Roman to Sami and Jay. Jay screws over Sami. Sami and Kevin Owens have... So much babyface momentum going into WrestleMania against the Usos that that is now their target. While Roman can worry about Cody Rhodes and we get to whatever conclusion that's going to be at WrestleMania. So I was thinking one way coming into this, they made things a little bit more unpredictable, just a little bit. 
We don't really know if Jay's going to be allowed in the country or not, but I loved what they did tonight, especially with the back and forth with Sammy and Jay Uso. Excellent stuff. And legitimately, that's the only thing that happened on SmackDown worth anything tonight. This entire show was a complete, dull, unexciting, uninteresting two hours of television outside of the bloodline. And I don't know why it's like that. There's just no excitement in anything, really, coming out of any other part of WWE outside the bloodline. And that, and that goes for Monday Night Raw. I mean, things are okay. Things are watchable. But it's not like WWE is lighting the fucking world on fire with their storytelling outside the bloodline. They've put so much effort into the bloodline storyline that I feel like everything else is just having trouble catching up. Meanwhile, people complain about AEW not having storylines. I don't know what the fuck you're watching. WWE has stories, yes, in one fucking angle. AEW's got stories, no matter how similar they might be to previous stories, and no matter how similar they might be to, you know, other stories going on right now on television, at least they have stories. They have angles, multiple angles. WWE has one. What else is going on outside of the bloodline, outside of the Judgment Day with Edge? Nothing. Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, I don't give a fuck. Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, I don't give a fuck. Bianca Belair, and who? There's nothing going on. Right now is a dull period. It's a lull period. Till we get to the chamber, until after we get out of Montreal, and on that road to WrestleMania, that path to WrestleMania, is not really going to be much of anything. So hopefully WWE, hopefully Triple H picks this shit up, to be honest with you. SmackDown sucked. Very, very boring show. We'll go over what we need to. We will break down this show as always, and I appreciate you guys joining me here on the podcast as always on Friday night. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. I would really appreciate it. Got 370 likes in the chat. That's 1,600 people in here, man. Let's get those likes up. Let's get those thumbs up. Up. We need 1,000 minimum. No questions asked. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. We were live on Monday for the Raw Post Show. We were live on Wednesday with the AW Dynamite post show. I was live last night with episode 464 of the podcast. Go check that out. I'll have at least one more video out for you guys. Not going live this weekend. No way am I going live. It's Super Bowl weekend. Nobody gives a fuck about what I have to say. It's the Eagles and the Chiefs. That's all anybody cares about right now. And I will stay in my lane. Make sure you guys follow me on social media as well, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Fulfilled four Cameos this past week. Love it. Thank you guys very much. Jesse says, Jesus, what a terrible rampage. No shit. It's usually terrible every week. I mean, Marina Shafir was on the fucking show, bro. What did you expect? 
Like I said, go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Podcast is on Blue Wire as well. Blue Wire, Spotify, iTunes. I would love if you guys go over there and leave me a five-star rating. Helps me out tremendously. I'd love to get podcast up over 1,000 ratings, man. We are near a five-star rating on iTunes. Of course we are, man. I mean, give me a break. What else did you expect? And make sure you guys check out my sponsor for tonight's show, man. Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Code SCRIPT20 at checkout. Make sure you guys use that code to get yourself the new Beard Hedger. Not only are they the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, now they got you covered up top, too. I mean, they do it all. Manscaped. Code SCRIPT20 at checkout. 20% off. Free shipping. And we'll talk about my friends over at Manscaped a little bit later on in the show. And please, let me know how we're looking with this new camera, man. Looking good. It's looking good, man. I think I look good. Let me know how it's coming off to you guys. Was it worth the investment? Always updating, man. I gotta, I gotta get the updates out. We got my mother's basement to fucking party in soon. Love it. Thank you guys for joining me on the podcast that I'm at. Let's get into this SmackDown stuff. Of me gloating about my new fucking camera. Anyway, guys, uh, SmackDown started off with Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman opened SmackDown. No Roman Reigns tonight. Roman took the uh, night off. Roman works on a very light schedule. Paul Heyman's out there with both the, the WWE and the Universal Championships. He told everyone he had pearls of wisdom to drop on them. He said ever since he and Brock Lesnar ended the Undertaker's undefeated streak, which I still to this day, I still to this day, don't think that the Undertaker streak should have been broken. Got me thinking when he mentioned that fabled night. I don't think the Undertaker streak should have ever been broken. Now, did they choose the right guy to end the streak? That is up for debate. Nobody like a Dolph Ziggler or an Ali or, or somebody, a Baron Corbin. No, none of those guys were ever going to be the one to break Undertaker's undefeated streak. Honestly, it, it should have been Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. That's just my prediction. That was my prediction. That was my take there. If it was anybody, and if it happened in any match, it should have been Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. The Undertaker wanted somebody legit. He wanted somebody like Brock Lesnar to end the streak, which is completely understandable, but I don't think that it should have been ended. If it was Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. And the funny thing is, you'll never get a streak like that ever again. That will be a one-and-done streak. You and I will be long gone off this earth before anybody comes close to that or duplicates that. So I still think Shawn Michaels should have been the guy. So he doesn't offer predictions. He delivers spoilers. Kids, I've got a bunch of them for you tonight, so have your notepads ready. He said, the island of relevancy is under a two-pronged attack. He says, they have Sami Zayn, a crazy psychopathic rebel. So we got a Sami chant started. 
Heyman looked irritated at the thought of the fans in Connecticut chanting Sammy. He said the first spoiler of the evening was Sammy Zayn is not here this evening. He asked fans to really imagine Sammy as their undisputed champion. Can you guys really imagine Sami Zayn as the undisputed world champion of WWE? Some people can. Some people are not letting off the gas pedal on that narrative. There are still divisions in the IWC about Sami Zayn. Cody Rhodes, who should be the guy? Let's make it a triple threat. Let's have Sami wrestle Roman on night one. Let's have Roman wrestle Cody on night two. No. It's not where it's going. At all. He said the other attack is happening on Raw with Cody Rhodes. So we got cheers and boos when Cody Rhodes' name was mentioned. Just want to throw this out there for you guys. Nice little layup. Sami Zayn's name got more of a reaction, more of a positive reaction than Cody Rhodes' name being brought up by Paul Heyman. I don't think people are going to use that as any indication. I don't think that's going to really change plans creatively that WWE has set in stone. But I just want you guys to know that Sami Zayn's name got a bigger reaction than Cody Rhodes' name did tonight. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that changes after the Elimination Chamber. We'll see. WWE's got to play their cards right. Jey Uso needs to be in Montreal, and Jey Uso needs to take all of that heat from Roman Reigns, all that heat from the Roman Sami narrative, and he needs to take it, and he needs to own that shit, and needs to fuck shit up. That's what he needs to do. He said Cody backed him into a corner on Monday. He used a mocking tone to imitate Cody, saying, Cody wants to be the WWE champion. He said Dusty Rhodes raised an idiot for his son. He said Cody thinks it shouldn't feel personal, but the WWE championship is the plasma that runs through their veins and the reason for their existence. He said it's the family crest of two Samoan wrestling dynasties. It's the tribe of which Roman Reigns is the chief, he said. He said without those titles, there is no island of relevancy or bloodline. So without those titles, there is no Paul Heyman. Without those titles, there is no Roman Reigns. There is no Roman Reigns. There is no tribal chief. There is no head of the table without these titles. He's correct. And yes, there were boos. There were boos for, for Cody Rhodes. I think you guys are, are watching TV on a outdated fucking TV. Maybe you should go get a new speaker or something. There were boos. I heard boos. Otherwise, I wouldn't have mentioned it here. There would be no Roman Reigns without these titles. True. So, all of a sudden, Sami Zayn shows up right behind Paul Heyman in a black hoodie, just like he did last week with Roman Reigns. Fans cheered as Heyman looked around nervously. All of a sudden, we got big Sami chants. Sami circled Heyman. He didn't attack Paul Heyman. And he looked a little disheveled. He looked a little agitated, did Sami Zayn, a little focused here tonight for Sami. He looked up at the WrestleMania sign, then he turned back to Paul Heyman. Sami asked for the microphone like Roman Reigns usually does. And Paul Heyman handed Sami Zayn the microphone. Sami told him to calm down. I'm not going to hurt you. But he could have by now if he wanted to. Don't you think that's a little weird, says Sami. He says he could have dropped him like a bag of dirt already because no one is there to protect him. He said if this was a month ago, Solo Sokoa 
Jimmy Uso and Jay Uso would have come to his aid. He said, Heyman knows why they are not there. Roman Reigns day as Univ- or days as Universal Champion are numbered. He said, Reigns is off the rails and the walls are closing in and everything is crumbling in the bloodline. He said, he left the bloodline. He said, Jay left on his own too. He asked Paul Heyman, what does he think happens next with the Usos and Solo? He said, Reigns pulled Solo in tight after he discovered Solo can think for himself. He asked Heyman, how long do you think that goes on? He told Heyman that for two years, the way he looks at Reigns with this loving stare is a little weird. It's a little creepy. You look at him like the sun shines out of his ass, he told Paul Heyman. So he's talking about life after the WWE titles aren't with Reigns anymore. He said the bloodline is on its way out and everyone knows it, including Paul Heyman. Sami Zayn said Reigns has eight days left before he ends his reign at the Elimination Chamber in Montreal. Big Sammy chant broke out. Heyman then held his hand out for the microphone, imitating what Sami Zayn just did earlier. Sammy pulled him in for a hug instead, but it was not really a hug, but it was more of an intimidation tactic by Sami Zayn. He told Heyman to tell Reigns that he doesn't have to worry about Cody because he's going to be the one to take him down and win the undisputed WWE Heavyweight Championship. He dropped the microphone, and that is the second time in one week that Paul Heyman was rattled by both top guys this WrestleMania season. First with Cody on Monday, and now Friday with Sami Zayn as we head into the Elimination Chamber. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I like this segment. I like this segment a lot. I thought Sammy was excellent here. Um, it did not have the same vibe as the segment with Cody Rhodes. And, uh, I mean, it, it should not have the same vibe as Cody Rhodes. They are two different stories, and they are two different storyline arcs going into the same show. One's going into Elimination Chamber, and the other will continue after the Elimination Chamber is over, and Sami Zayn is removed from all WWE title, all Universal title championship discussions. They acknowledge Cody and Sammy again in the same segment. It's a two-part attack or a two-pronged attack, said Paul Heyman. It makes it really come off that Roman Reigns, for the first time in two years, is under a lot of pressure. And that's exactly what he needs 
on the road to WrestleMania. He needs to be put under a lot of pressure. I don't want Reigns going into this like he's the most dominant fucking champion of all time. He's been that for over 900 days. I want him going into this scared that Jey Uso is going to turn his back on the family. I want him going into WrestleMania knowing that Cody is dead serious about taking these fucking titles. And I want him to treat Cody as the biggest threat to those titles since he's won them. Bigger than Brock, bigger than Strowman, bigger than Bray, bigger than Brian, bigger than Edge, bigger than Mysterio, bigger than Owens, bigger than everybody he's ever faced combined. I want him to feel that stress from Cody Rhodes. I hope that's the case. Now, I don't know where the fans are really feeling Sammy and Cody. Some people are still wanting Sammy and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Not going to happen. I give you guys every, every situation under the sun about why it should not be. And I gave you guys everything you need as far as the Cody narrative and what WWE needs to do there to get this right. I've been very stern and very direct in my attack with both Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes and their individual stories going into WrestleMania. I like what they're doing with Sami. I do. Sami, for the most part, we've seen Sami as a, as a cheat, as a sniveling prick. This is, this is what I really like about the future of this storyline and where it's going. Sami has been treated like a coward, He's been treated like an insignificant fucking weasel. For the first time in, I would say, his days in NXT, when he was Sami Zayn, he was like the face of the company in NXT, face of NXT, face of black and gold. He would challenge and wrestle anybody, man. Throw any challenger at him, Sami Zayn, go at him. For the first time since black and gold, Sami Zayn is coming off. I don't want to say he's a threat. He is a threat. But that's not really the first thing that comes to mind. Sami Zayn's coming off confident. Sami Zayn is coming off as serious. He's coming off as intense. And that's what he needs to in this storyline because he's got, he got his fucking soul snatched from his body at the Royal Rumble in that fucking vicious beatdown. I like that. I like that Sami Zayn. And when Kevin Owens aligns with him, it's going to be even more so, more of that going into WrestleMania. So I like how they're positioning Sami Zayn. I like what they're doing with Sami Zayn's overall body of work here and the attitude as we go into the potential match with the Usos. No more of that sniveling weasel that we knew of Sami Zayn in the past. This is a new Sami Zayn, a focused Sami Zayn, a hungry Sami Zayn. Now they got to get Cody Rhodes right. Now they got to get Cody Rhodes right. And that's all that I really want to see happen here. They got Sammy down perfect. But Cody Rhodes, I mean, I don't know how many times I could tell you guys, the more we hear about Cody's father, Dusty, and the family, and all this other nonsense, I don't want to hear anything about his father anymore. They need to shift gears from Dusty to making it all about Cody. Because I don't know how much longer they could go on with that. And if they do, people are going to continue to want Sami Zayn and think Sami Zayn is better in that role than Cody Rhodes is against Roman at WrestleMania. And they don't want that. They don't want that to happen. That promo on Monday 
The reason why it happened is because they wanted you to think. WWE wants you to think that Cody and Roman is the top draw at WrestleMania. They don't want any infiltration from the Sami Zayn shirt birds in the crowd. Sammy this, Sammy that. They don't want Sammy and the narrative of Sammy overpowering their plans for Cody Rose. So that's why they did that segment on Monday. They got it out there. They wanted you to realize, hey, Roman's got Sammy at the Elimination Chamber, but this is the program. This is our guy. This is the match. Because there were a lot of people as well thinking what I was thinking. I mentioned this on the show last night. Why didn't they save that promo on Monday till after the Chamber? They want you to know right away, hey, we know, we know how hot Sami Zayn is, but Cody's our guy. And we got to get this started right now so that people get in the know, that people are conditioned to know that Sami's not going to be there, but Cody is. So they got Cody right. Uh, they got Cody, hopefully, right after Monday Night Raw. They got Sami right. Now we got to get Cody on that road as well. I can only hope. I can only, only hope. Moving on from that excellence open to SmackDown. It's basically all we got on SmackDown tonight. And then every time we saw Sami Zayn, Paul Heyman, Jimmy, Jay Uso on the show, that's when the show picked back up again because that's really the only thing that matters right here on Friday night. We got Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Tag team action. They're in the ring against two guys that they... Should have wrestled in the tag team title tournament. Ashante the Adonis and Top Dalla, Bottom Dalla, Flop Dalla, Dollar Tree, Dollar General, Top Dalla. They make up Shiro. Jesse, what's with the reverb in this fucking dump, bro? I don't get it. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, bro. What, what are you doing, bro? You're playing, you're playing a joke on me. What's going on here, bro? Is it, is it the construction for the mother's basement? What's going on? Try it now. Okay, let's, let's see. Let's see. Shiro! I don't know, man. I don't know. Something's fucked up with the walls in the venue, man. I don't know, man. Maybe I gotta get another construction crew in here and uh, see what's going on, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. Who the fuck did I hire to build this fucking joint? Really? God, I can't wait to get back in the fucking beer garden, man. Where's the nice weather? Can we send Hit Row back to the fucking recording studio, really? Can we send them back to the recording studio? That's where they need to be, man. They don't need to be on SmackDown. Fail. F-A-I-L. Failure. Is Hit Row. God, these guys are fucking... They look like absolute dog shit on this show. They offer no value to the tag team division. They aren't even fucking good. They're treated like absolute fucking jobbers. Fuck do we need them there for? What do we need them there for? This was basically 
26 beats or whatever the fuck Sheamus did. Bro kick, Claymore kick, and that was three minutes. Three minutes. There's legitimately nothing, nothing in this match worth anything for me to talk about. Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, they're, they're right now feuding with the War Raiders or the Viking Raiders. I, I think back to the War Raiders and how great they were on NXT television in black and gold. They got this fucking ridiculous, over-the-top Viking gimmick where Sarah Logan is playing this Viking witch and it looks like there's witchcraft and dark arts and black magic and fucking face paint and all this other shit. Not buying it. I'm not interested in it, and I like those two guys very much, man. I think they are awesome. But that shit sucks. I'm sorry. Should be a great match. I don't want to take anything away from Eric and Ivar uh, against Sheamus and McIntyre, but, uh, I mean, they are just on the road to WrestleMania to eat a fucking, to eat a pinfall loss to Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, who more than likely will go on to challenge Gunther, that's the rumor, in a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. They're really hyping up Gunther as the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of this generation. So they talked about tonight during the IC title Fatal 4-Way. Great. He's great. He deserves it. I love him. But my God, man, get these guys off TV. They're awful. Absolutely awful. Viking Raiders, speaking of them, they had a Vignette airing after this match was over, after Sheamus and McIntyre jobbed out, hit row. So they're talking about the journey next week, which is going to be pain and suffering, and that is their destiny. We got Sarah Logan marking up their faces with black ink or whatever the fuck she's got going on there. They're standing around a fire, and there's witchcraft going on, and They cut back to Drew and Sheamus who watched this vignette. They looked at each other and said, whatever, man, we'll be there next week. And uh, they will uh, take the challenge from the Viking Raiders on SmackDown. Great. Great. A little overwhelming with the Viking Raiders gimmick. It's not relatable. It's not relatable to me. The old Viking Raiders, the old War Raiders on NXT, they were relatable. It's much more relatable to me and to the normal human being that's sitting in the crowd when you got some fucking... Heavy metal shit blasting on the PA that they come out to and they're out there doing the fucking devil horns and they're act- acting like a, they're on a goddamn rock concert. To me, that's to me that's a little bit more relatable because that, that, that's basically me. But whatever the fuck they're doing here, man, I, I don't like it. I want to go watch, if I want to go watch somebody hunt witches, I'll go watch Zach Bagans on Ghost Adventures. I don't need fucking Sarah Logan out here doing dark arts. It's ridiculous. Lacey Evans, oh, God. Oh. Lacey Evans. She's on SmackDown. Why? Michael Cole keeps talking about her boot that came undone two weeks ago. This is all Michael Cole does. Lacey Evans is on TV. He continues to talk about her wardrobe malfunctions. Top Dollar's on TV. He always ta- he's always talking about Flop Dollar, flopping and flipping and flopping and botching that big dive he did over the top rope. Which I actually I actually find that quite humorous, man. I find that very funny, to be quite honest with you. Lacey Evans, left, 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 right, left. 
as I steal Sergeant Slaughter's finishing move. I dropped my fucking stencil. Give me a second. Over here making fun of Lacey Evans. Fucking ridiculous. What a boring fucking character. Here, let's give her Sergeant Slaughter's gimmick. She's awful. She is so fucking boring. You know what they did with Baron Corbin? They're dropping his shtick. JBL is not going to be on TV with Baron Corbin anymore. You want to know why? Because Triple H is pulling the plug because it sucked dick. How many times do we got to go through this with Lacey Evans? She sucks. The gimmick is not over. It's go away heat. It's channel changing heats. It is channel changing garbage. Just like I could take myself off. This is basically, I'm going to give you guys, if, I, if my fucking mouse works, where's this shit? Do I have a mouse? Yeah. Just like this. Boom. That's what you do. Boom. Oh, I'm Lacey Evans. There you go. Look. There you go. So people are doing. They're taking Lacey Evans off TV. They're, they're, they're taking the remote control and they're changing the channel every time she comes on. She wins in three minutes over Carmen Harris. She was doing push-ups in there. She was taunting the fans. She dropped this poor jobber with a, a loser's right. And then she forced her to salute and then she applied the Cobra Clutch for the tap-out victory. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a shit? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah, I'm Lacey Evans. There you go. Hey, 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 Lacey Evans. Change the fucking channel. There you go. Fuck out of here. Shit is garbage. Jimmy was on the phone backstage, leaving a voice message for Jay Uso at this time, asking him to get back to him. I need you here, Uso. We got a big night tonight. He could not get through to Jay Uso. They hype SummerSlam. In Detroit, Michigan at Ford Field this year, August 5th, 2023. Good luck to whoever's going. Scarlett told Karrion Cross to say it. Cross says he's going to make Rey Mysterio suffer and put him down. She was pleased with his words. You guys see this, uh, this video floating around on TikTok? I seen it on, uh, I seen it on Twitter this afternoon about Rey Mysterio uh, apparently being approached at an airport with a bunch of fans showing up, asking him to sign, like, a bunch of posters and Funko Pop and toys and magazines and whatever the fuck else they had. First of all, you know, I, I love how people in the community label me and, and other people, oh, JD's a cancer to the community. Meanwhile, you got legitimate wrestling fans like this showing up at the airport waiting for Rey Mysterio, who, by the way, was unmasked. He was unmasked in the airport. How the fuck do you know what time he's going to be there, what flight he's going to be taking, what gate number he is? Like, I, I, I don't really under... This is what Sasha Banks fucking hated. She always had to come out and say, please... You know, don't meet me at the hotel. Don't meet me in the airport. If you do, I'm not signing shit. I'm not taking a picture with you. There is a thing called privacy. Leave me the fuck alone when I'm out doing my job. You want to come see me? You come and come to an autograph signing or a convention. I'll fucking have a word with you there. I'll sign whatever the fuck you want there. Right? 
these people are, are, are waiting at the airport with, with all these things. And Rey Mysterio said, no. No. I'm going to sign this shit. You're not here for my order. You're not here for me. You're here for me to sign this shit so you can go get paid off my autograph. And he said, no. And he walked away. Good for him. Good for him. This is the type of wrestling fan that exists out there, but people like me and Jesse and fucking uh, Solomonster and all these other BC, now we're cancers to the community. When I don't have to be on Twitter, man, you know, what, what sickens me about the community, these people on Twitter, man, they, they live on Twitter. They, they fish for likes and they fish for views and, and retention on Twitter. That's all they do. They live on Twitter. They post clips and they fucking, they, 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 they revolve their life around wrestling 24-7. Meanwhile, from Wednesday, where I did Dynamite, to today, I maybe tweeted three times. One was about me finishing my Grandmaster Nightfalls on Destiny 2 that, that I completed for this season because I love the challenge of the Grandmaster Nightfalls. And then I tweeted about my fucking camera. You don't see me tweet clips or fucking talk about what happened back in 1998 or fucking take clips and make jokes about whatever happens on the show and all this other nonsense. You want my opinion? You come watch the fucking show. That's what I wait to do the live stream for. I was off Twitter for a good 48 hours, man. If I don't have to be on Twitter, if I don't have to be on that cesspool, I'm going to stay away completely. These fans are legitimately fucking scary. Leave the fucking talent alone. Seriously. You want to go make money? Go get a fucking job. Lacey Evans wins in three minutes. Nobody cares. Jesse says I'm a nerd because I finished my Grandmasters. Meanwhile, he's slacking. Type of fucking guardian of you, bro. Fuck out of here, man. Gotta get prepped for Lightfall, bro. What are you doing? I'm over here ready to go, and you're over there fucking playing uh, Last of Us. Go watch the fucking show. Which, by the way, was on tonight. I gotta. I, I, I completely forgot it was on tonight. It's not on Sunday because of the Super Bowl. They moved it to Friday. Gives me something to watch tomorrow night. Jimmy was backstage, distraught. Couldn't get a hold of Jay. Heyman is there, said it appears Jimmy hasn't reached his brother Jey Uso yet. Jimmy says he's been trying to communicate with him all day. Jimmy says he can't defend the tag team titles without a partner. Heyman's mind was somewhere else. He said he was threatened by a Canadian lunatic in Sami Zayn, and no one came to help him. He asked Jimmy where he was. Jimmy said, oh, gee, I was on my phone trying to get a hold of my brother. Jimmy then asked Heyman, you can come out there and defend these titles with me, can't you? Heyman says he'll have to do it all on his own. Jimmy says, and he sounded like he was trying to convince himself, my brother's going to show up. Jay Uso's going to show up. And everybody thought he was out of his mind. Cole thought it was wishful thinking that Jay Uso was going to show up. Sonya Deville, she was with Adam Pierce backstage, nagging him to death when Chelsea Green showed up. She said she wanted to file a complaint against the Raw manager. So Adam Pierce says, Chelsea, it's me, the same guy, both shows. Chelsea Green said, wow, rude. I, I don't know how you think I'd know that. She said she has facial amnesia, 
and she asked if he was discriminating against her. He said he was not. She whispered to DeVille, can you believe the way he's talking to us? DeVille said, there is no us. Pierce said they deserve each other, so he's teaming them later against Liv Morgan and Raquel. <laughs> Gonzalez Rodriguez. How many, how many tag team parties has Liv Morgan had in her stint on SmackDown? Seemingly, it never ends. She's teamed with everybody in this fucking division. Chelsea Green, I said this on Monday, man. She seems to be owning this character. Uh, It's a very weird way to get over, but they must trust her in some way because she's done nothing but lose. I hope to God she's going to get this character over. I'd love to know when she gets a win at some point. When is that day coming? She's been nothing but a loser. I don't know if the fans are buying into this, but we'll see what happens. She's doing uh, a very good job in this Karen-like role on WWE television. Tag Team Championships, Jimmy and Jey Uso. Jey Uso returns. He walked through the crowd as Jimmy made his way down the aisle by himself before Samantha Irving made the call. Jey Uso was spotted walking down the stairs in the crowd with his tag team titles, and he jumped the barricade, and he joined Jimmy Uso to defend the titles, the SmackDown titles against Braun Strowman and Rick O'Shea. Right here at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. Now, I don't know why this was not the main event of the show. I I don't know why this was not the main event of the show. It's almost as if they booked their show backwards. The IC title match, or the Fatal 4-Way number one contenders match, rather, with Madcap Moss winning, ended the show. I don't know why they just didn't wait to do this match in the main event, being that this is the biggest storyline in the entire company, and this was a big moment with Jey Uso returning. I, I don't, it's very bizarre to me why this didn't main event. The fuck do I know? So, this was easily, by far and away, the best thing on the entire show. Usos and Ricochet had a very, very fun match. And, like I said, Jimmy came to the ring alone. They did the ring introductions. And right before Samantha Irving did the introductions for Jimmy, Jay Uso walked down the stairs in the crowd and joined his brother in the ring. Got a huge reaction from the Connecticut crowd. Jay and Ricochet started out. Uh, Very good to start. Jay took down Ricochet with a shoulder tackle. Ricochet fought back. Usos were in control. Strowman and Ricochet worked very well together. They do work very well together. I know it's a one-off tag team. It's not really a a permanent thing. And uh, it will come to an end soon, whenever that may be. But they do work very well together. Strowman threw Ricochet into Jimmy, sent him to ringside. Usos kind of gathered themselves. And Ricochet maintained control, standing moonsault for a near fall. Usos... Back in control, picked up the pace, pop up Samoan drop on Ricochet, look brutal. Ricochet and Jay are in there. They go at it back and forth, trading shots. Jay hitting a hard right hand. Jimmy went for a big splash in the corner, but Ricochet caught him with a clothesline. Strowman and Jay tagged in. Strowman did the wee-hee! Strowman Express runs wild in Connecticut. So he does the Strowman Express. He sent Jimmy to ringside, hit a big running splash in the corner. Jay sent Strowman over the top rope, hit a super kick, followed with a suicide dive, another super kick. Jay scored a near fall with a big crossbody off the top. Jay took it to Strowman with a super kick. Ricochet hits a springboard crossbody, middle rope moonsault, standing shooting star press. He goes for a quick cover, only gets a two count. 
Ricochet rocked Jimmy with a big jumping knee, setting up Strowman's running power slam. Ricochet had a swanton bomb off of Strowman's shoulders. Ricochet had the match won, but Jay was on the outside. He pulled Jimmy's leg out of the pin attempts. Strowman all of a sudden crashes into the announce tables. He went for the big train around the ring, and Jay moved out of the way. He had uh, beautiful peripheral vision there as he seen Strowman coming uh, side-eyed. He goes over the fucking table, and he is taken out of the match completely. The finish came when Jay made a blind tag. Ricochet had a student shooting star press. He was on his back, and Jimmy came off at the same time with a big Uso splash on Ricochet for the one, two, three. Excellent ending to a match that I thought was very fun. The Usos retained the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. There is no way that the Usos are losing any tag team titles going into WrestleMania. It, it does not make sense. Just like how people ridiculously and stupidly say, oh, well, I, I think Roman Reigns should lose one title before he wrestles Cody. Good thing you guys, good thing you geeks who came up with that are uh, not booking the show. Roman Reigns should not lose any championships at all. He should lose the championship match that he's in once and once only and lose both championships at the same time. Same thing goes for the Usos. No different. They're in the same fucking boat. Usos should not lose, you know, I don't know why we did these individual tag team title matches. They wanted to create some sort of intrigue. But, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, I think everybody knows that the tag team title match is going to end up being Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos at WrestleMania. Why are you trying so hard to make unpredictable television when the predictable outcome is probably the best outcome, and that's the one we want? I don't understand it. They should just unify the fucking titles after WrestleMania and make one set of titles and have the, the tag team titles for the men work the same way as the women. I don't know why we're... St- it's almost as if WWE is operating in, in fucking olden times. We don't need two championships. We don't. The women have one set of rules, but the men's rules are different. Why? When Sammy and Kevin win those titles, merge the fucking titles, present them with new tag team titles, and get the division merged. It'll be better off for it. Believe me. This fucking SmackDown and Raw shit got to come to an end. We don't need two tag team championships. We don't need two women's championships. It's ridiculous. Very fun match. Usos win. Rey Mysterio. He's in the Fatal 4-Way at the end of the night. And he's talking about Cross being an evil human being. He said there's nothing that will prevent him from winning the Fatal 4-Way later and going on to become the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, good luck with that. Nobody's winning the Intercontinental title as long as Gunther is holding it, but Sheamus. Backstage, Jay Uso told Jimmy they were walking through the curtain and into the back. He had his back from day one. They are day one, Us. He says they're twins and he shouldn't have ever doubted him. Jimmy asked Jay, Oos, are you in or are you out? Jay stopped and looked at him and said, I don't know. And he walked away from Jimmy. No answer. Heyman showed up as Heyman was eavesdropping in the back. He was creeping around some wall in the back, and he was spying on what was being said here between the brothers and asked if, was that Jay? Was that your brother? Jimmy said, yes. Heyman asked if he said anything, and Jimmy said, no. He just left. Now, Jay said, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Jay Uso. So, 
he walked away, and that was it. And, and Paul Heyman, obviously he heard what, what was said, but he was playing it off to Jimmy like he, he didn't know. So Paul Heyman is going to be a, a sniveling tattletale and, and go tell Roman what exactly went on here. So we will see what happens uh, with that come next week because whatever happened here, they ended the show on a cliffhanger and they're really getting you ready for what is to come next week because Roman's going to be back. And I like the little the little Easter egg, the little uh, logic that they put into the closing of the show. So it's going to be very interesting to see what is going on. Natalia. Natalia. How many people picked up their remote controls and listened to Natalia speak on SmackDown tonight? Change the channel. How many of you guys change the channel on Natalia? Natalia is absolutely some of the dullest, most boring, most uninteresting television that you could ever produce on Monday or Friday night. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You could absolutely hear a fucking pin drop at the Mohegan Sun. You could hear an old lady fart in the Mohegan Sun. That's how quiet it was for Natalia. I don't know who would care about what Natalia has to say about the Elimination Chamber. She's only in the chamber because it's in Canada and she's Canadian. Natalia is in the ring. She said something is been weighing heavily on her mind. She said for the first time in 15 years, Shayna took her out and broke her nose. She said she saw red long after the blood had dried. She said Shayna took something from her, so she took something from Shayna. She said Shayna is nothing but a cheap knockoff version of Ronda Rousey. She said she took Baszler's spot in the chamber, and next week she'll win the chamber and punch her ticket. <laughs> Natalia's a fucking comedian, man. Natalia's a comedian. She's gonna, she took Shayna's spot and she's gonna win the. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'll tell you, man. They must be taking comedy classes at the fucking performance center, man. Are you fucking kidding me? Natalia is gonna win the elimination. <laughs> oh, that's, that's just as funny as Impact on Thursdays, man. People impact have on Thursdays this week, man. What was it? Three? Three people in the fucking impact. Give me a fucking break. Natalia ain't winning shit, man. Natalia. God. Legitimately, I loved who out there? Who? Who? Who wants Natalia to win the elimination chamber? Is there anybody? Is there, is there anybody at all? I, I'd love if you can find somebody that wants Natalia to win the chamber, please. I'd love to see what they look like. Legitimately, seriously. So Baszler all of a sudden comes out, win the chamber. <laughs> oh man, that's 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 fucking hilarious, man. It's how you're a fucking comedian, man. Really, uh, Shayna Baszler comes out and she is walking down to the ring. Her theme music is fucking terrible. I don't know what the fuck they gave Natalia. You know, is out there, and, and Shayna comes out. This theme, I'm listening to this theme music. 
What a ridiculously awful theme music they gave Shayna Baszler. I don't get it. What happened to her old theme? Everybody else, you know, there are still some people on the, on the roster that have their old theme. Why was Shayna Baszler's theme taken away from her? Shayna Baszler has the theme music of a fucking random creative character in WWE 2K. It's awful. I don't know which is worse, her theme or Johnny Gargano's new Rebel Heart. Awful. The fuck are they doing with these theme musics? No heart, no soul. So Baszler's out there. Baszler said she's fighting or was fighting before Drowsy even signed to the WWE, winning titles before Drowsy even arrived. She said she doesn't need anyone telling her she's living in Drowsy's shadow. So out comes Ronda Drowsy. Fucking ridiculous, man. She is so awful. Ronda is so awful. Talk about Alexa Bliss not wanting to be there. Ronda just emits, fuck, I gotta be here. I don't wanna be here. She probably hates all of us. All of us. So, they beat up Natalia. And they beat her down two-on-one. And all of a sudden, Shotzi runs out. And she comes to Natalia's defense. And Rousey held Natalia's arm. And Baszler started beating on her arm and kicking her arm. No crowd reaction. Natalia sucks. Shotzi looks like a complete and utter fucking loser out there. Her main roster run has been absolutely drop-dead atrocious. Yet I'm supposed to take Shotzi seriously when she's on TV. So next week we get Ronda and Shayna versus Shotzi and Natalia. Oh great, I can't, I can't wait to change the fucking channel. Fucking ridiculous. Jay, he's in the back by the production trucks. Sami Zayn finds him backstage. Zane said Reigns won't let him forget what Jay did at the Rumble. He said he hadn't had a chance to tell him yet that it meant the world to him. He says they're eight days away from something huge, which he said Jay has wanted to see on some level for a very long time. He said Reigns is going down, and he told Jay he doesn't have to go down with the ship, and there's a way out for him. He said he wanted him to know one thing. I acknowledge you. Offers up his fist for a fist pump. Jay told him, Sammy, you better leave. Get out of here with this shit. He looked around, and then he fist-bumped Sammy. Fans cheered in the arena, and Sammy left, and Jay Uso, kind of looking around to see if anybody's around, gave Sammy what he wanted. He acknowledged Sammy right back. Now, Jay looking around, you know, it, it did not make any sense at all because, you know, in typical WWE fashion, you know, we're watching this broadcast on national television, and he's looking around as if, you know, is there anybody there? 
I'm going to fist bump Sami Zayn right now. Meanwhile, 2 million plus people, including Roman Reigns, including Paul Heyman, including Solo Sokoa, including Jimmy, saw exactly what is going on here. So he's looking around. Is everything clear? Is everything safe? There's no logic there. I, I, don't, I don't like those segments. I, I don't like the way that those segments, these types of segments are constructed with that. Like, we know you're on television, bro. Everybody saw it. But this was the moment that led to the cliffhanger that we got at the end of the show. And like I said in the beginning, in the opening monologue before I started the post-show, this is going to be the moment that is going to be remembered by the fans. This is, this is one of the catalysts here. Sympathy for Sammy. Sammy wanted to let Jay know how important it was to him that he left on his own accord at the Royal Rumble, and he did not get involved in the beatdown. I acknowledge you. Tonight, Jay acknowledged Sammy. There's this closeness. There's this friendship, this kinship between the two. Now, I don't know where they're going with this, but the only logical thing is Jay shows up at the chamber and his mind is made up for him. And then he turns on Sami Zayn and costs Sami Zayn the championship match with Roman. And we get, obviously, the tag team title match being built going into WrestleMania. And all that Sami Roman narrative is now completely Sami, KO, and the Usos. That heat for Jay Uso is going to be so volcanic. It is going to be absolutely a thing of beauty. Roman is going to be the biggest villain in, in years walking into there. And Jay Uso is going to be walking out as a bigger villain than Roman Reigns. That's, that's the plan. That's what needs to be. Very excited to see where they go, man. I'm more excited to see the fucking atmosphere and hear the atmosphere, feel the atmosphere next Saturday than I am for the match. Because atmospheres like that come around very rarely. And that is going to be an absolute fucking epic thing of beauty. I cannot wait for that. Going to be so awesome. Megan Morantz approached LA Knight backstage. He was on the phone. He hung up with whoever he was on the phone with and said this is the first time they've seen him. Or Megan said this was the first time they've seen him since the pitch black match. He cut her off and said they're not talking about that anymore. It's done and it's in the past. He said he is the future. Yeah! And left. What is LA Knight doing at WrestleMania is what I want to know. Hopefully they got a role for him because he's too good not to be included in a major part of the show. Chelsea Green and Sony Deville versus Raquel. <laughs> Gonzalez Rodriguez. Or is it Rodriguez Gonzalez? I don't even know anymore, man. I, she's out there smiling, flexing. Liv Morgan's got another tag team partner to fucking be saddled with. She's, it's almost as if she is speed dating the entire women's locker room. One week, it's Raquel. The next week, it's Shotzi. Then it's Natalia. Then it's fucking Aaliyah. I, I, I don't know. Ridiculous. This match went about three minutes. Morgan and Rodriguez win. Rodriguez powerbomb Morgan onto Chelsea Green for the win. I mean, who cares? What a waste of my time. A waste of everybody's time. Nobody cares. Michael Cole. He sat down with the android Charlotte Flair. My battery is at full strength at this moment in time. 
Ridiculous. I actually had the TV on mute for this segment. I was actually listening to the new In Flames album on Spotify during this show because, I mean, my God, so much excitement coming out of the Liv Morgan Rodriguez win. I mean, Jesus Christ, right? So I had the fucking shit on mute. I don't give a shit. Listening to the new In Flames album, which is, it's good. It's not bad, right? I've heard better from them. So, Charlotte's on my TV. I'm like, just out of sheer morbid curiosity, let me see what this woman has to say. He said to her, three years after Charlotte put her, Rhea Ripley, in her place, after a challenge, Rhea Ripley thinks right now it is her time. Charlotte said Rhea Ripley chose her three years ago because she was the tallest mountain to climb. She said Ripley did a great job in their WrestleMania match, but she was young, green, and not ready. Interesting. I wouldn't use the word green, but, you know, Charlotte is always so eloquent with her word choice. So she said now she thinks she's ready. Charlotte laughed and said she hopes she's ready. (laughs) It's three years later. I would hope she's ready. Yeah, are you ready to give up the division and stop winning meaningless championships? No. No. She said there are levels to this business. Cole asked if Ripley is finally on her level. Charlotte said it'll take more than three years to get to her level. Charlotte said she taught her a lesson three years ago, and now at SoFi Stadium, April 1st, she's going to put her in her place once and for all. Sure thing. If Rhea Ripley doesn't win that match, we riot. Main event, Karrion Cross, Rey Mysterio, Medcap Moss, and Santos Escobar. Fatal four-way winner earns an Intercontinental Championship match against Gunther next week on Friday Night SmackDown. Not a bad match. Don't know why it main evented over the Usos, Braun Strowman and Ricochet, but, uh, I mean, I'm not booking the fucking show, so what the fuck does it matter to me? Right? But I, I don't know why... This was the main event in the tag team titles, which is the biggest storyline in WWE right now, is not in the main event. I don't know. So Gunther and Imperium were watching from the skybox above in the Mohegan Sun. Uh, Santos Escobar in a little uh, picture-in-picture interview here during the match promised to prove why he deserves a title shot next week. Mysterio and Cross, they picked up their rivalry right here. And they started things off. Escobar and Moss traded shots at each other. Cross sent Moss to the floor, tried to focus on Mysterio. Escobar and Cross argued about who wanted to beat up Rey Mysterio first. Cross threw Escobar out of the ring, and Mysterio went back at it with Cross. He hit a seated senton on Cross. Escobar sent Mysterio into Cross after hitting a Huron Karana. Moss recovered. He went wild on Escobar and Cross. Escobar and Mysterio squared off one-on-one. Inject this shit into my blood, bro. Give me a one-on-one feud with Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio. I don't know when. I don't know where. Make it happen. Make it happen. You guys remember that Rey Mysterio Andrade series of matches that they did years ago on SmackDown? Let's get that here with Escobar. 
That's what needs to be. Escobar caught Mysterio with a dropkick. Mysterio fought back, set up for the 619, but Cross made the save. Moss ran wild with a running shoulder tackle on all three. Moss hit a spine buster on Cross for a near fall. Mysterio took out Cross with a DDT. Escobar took advantage, hit the phantom driver, his finish on Rey Mysterio. Moss broke up the pin. Moss and Escobar fought on the top rope. Escobar got the better of it, and he hit a Huron Karana down for a two-count. Mysterio hit the 619 on Cross. Scarlett ended up tripping Rey Mysterio up before he jumped off the rope and went for the big splash. Cross then hit Mysterio in the back of the head with that big roaring elbow. Escobar tackled Cross to ringside. Moss took advantage, hit a big macho man-like flying elbow, and he took the win. One, two, three, and that was it. Madcap Moss wins the fatal four-way and he wins a shot at Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship next week. Moss wins a match with Gunther where he will inevitably be a loser. So he won a match to be a loser. It's basically what happened here. Now, I was low-key hoping for Cross, but nobody's beating Walter or Gunther so it would have done no good for Karrion Cross to beat these guys here to go on to next week to ultimately lose when he himself needs to look strong. Same thing with Santos Escobar, and we've seen Rey Mysterio versus Gunther already once before. So basically, this is nothing more than a waste of TV time next week because we don't really know, you know, what they're doing with Gunther yet. The rumor is Sheamus and McIntyre, triple threat at WrestleMania. But this is, this, this is basically... This is basically a fucking uh, finger food appetizer for Gunther next week in Mad Cat Moss. That's all it is. That's all it is. He's not winning the Intercontinental title, and I don't think anybody thinks he is either. So, the closing of SmackDown. We go backstage. Paul Heyman told Jimmy Uso. He walked in on Jimmy Uso, who's watching the closing segments of SmackDown. Heyman told Jimmy he was just on the phone with Roman Reigns. Said, there's no reception in this room. Otherwise, I would have had you talk to him directly. Bullshit. Heyman told Jimmy that Reigns wants the two of them to watch the show on TV next week because, and I quote, because, you know, sometimes you see things on TV that you don't see when you are here live. He patted Jimmy on the back. Jimmy didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. And he walked out of the locker room. So clearly, Paul Heyman made this known to Jimmy without actually saying this has indications that whatever Jay Uso and Sami Zayn did was noticed on TV by somebody, by Roman Reigns, and that's the way that they end the show. Good. At least they're making some sense of it because whatever they did, with Sammy and Jay looked a little ridiculous because he's looking around. Is it clear to do the fist bump? Meanwhile, we know who's watching at home. Roman was probably watching at home, and he saw what was happening on TV. Glad they called that out and made that logic gap. They filled that logic gap with Paul Heyman saying, well, you know, whatever you see on TV sometimes is not what you see here live. So I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. And we're going to get that next week. And it's going to be very interesting to see what Roman Reigns has to say in regards to Sami Zayn, Jey Uso, and Mr. Jimmy Uso. 
Thank you guys for uh, all of your support here, man. We are going to hit the Super Chats in just a second. Really appreciate you stopping by. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. I need a thousand likes minimum right here on the post show. Helps me out with the YouTube algorithm. So if you guys can kindly do that, if you enjoyed anything on this show, if I made you laugh, if I entertained you, if I brought some logic to the table, please make sure you hit that thumbs up. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Monday Night Raw, AW Dynamite, OTS 464. And I'll be back with some content tomorrow as well. So make sure you guys check all that stuff out and stay notified. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. And last call, man. Get those super chats in. And please make sure you guys hit that join button as well. Become a channel member right here on OTS. Tonight's show is sponsored by Manscaped. I got breaking news. Breaking news. Manscaped is now selling beer products. You heard it. That's right. Our friends over at Manscaped have gone from the Bulls Mafia to the Beard Mafia in 2023. And we're going to keep you well-groomed from head to toe with their brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Love it. In this package, it all starts with the Beard Hedger. This cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel with 20 haircutting lengths, all with one guard. No more messy drawers. Full of add-ons for your old, decrepit, disgusting razor. Sculpt your beard to a championship level this season with Manscaped. 20% off at manscaped.com. Code SCRIPT20. That's 20% off and free shipping. The Beard Hedger. I I just told you guys about the Beard Hedger. The cordless trimmer, 20 different lengths. No more accessories for your razor. It's all in one. 20 lengths. It's time to move on. From your old razor. Seriously. Plus, it's got a titanium-coated T-blade. tough enough on hair, smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. This kit also includes beard shampoo, conditioner, beard oil, beard balm. You guys got it all. Plus, you're going to get three free gifts, a beard brush, a comb, Scissors to ensure that your beard is ready to impress and make the clutch play when it's time to play the game in the late quarters. Look and feel ready for the big game each and every day with the brand new Manscaped Beard Hedger Pro Kit. 20% off, free shipping, code script 20 at manscaped.com. Avoid that blitz in the fourth quarter and take your beard to the promised land this year with the brand new Manscaped Beard Hedger Pro Kit. I want to thank them, as always, for being a great friend of the podcast right here on Off The Script. Let's get into the Super Chats here, man. Start off at the top, Joseph Taylor. Joseph's always first. Final Super Chat. JD, did you like the two-man power trip of Stone Cold and Triple H? If so, your favorite match from the two-man power trip. No, I did not, and I don't really have any favorite matches that come off the top of my head, Joseph. I don't. I would have to think about that. Along with the seven other questions that you might have asked that I told you I had to think about. 
You know, I never used beard oil before, man. I wonder if I should be using beard oil or beard balm. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. Think Heyman turns on Roman at or after WrestleMania? No. I don't think so. Also, Michelle with a $5 super chat. So the Usos are not allowed in Canada after all. Interesting. Still won't get a Sammy win, though. But now the plot thickens with the crumbling bloodline. We don't know for sure. There's really nothing concrete about that in the news. I know Jimmy was the one with the latest uh, DUI arrests. Wasn't Jay Uso? So we don't know. Golden Boy with a 16 months in the VIP club. Thank you, brother. Hey, Jay, these 16 months accounting. Thanks for all you do. There is no other like you. You better fucking believe it. I mean, who else looks this fucking good on their streams? Nobody. Nobody. You are acknowledged, and the IWC knows this is your table. Fuck yeah. Thank you, Golden Boy. Uh, Triple M, three months. D2, Destiny 2, Lightfall, Hype, keep up the grind. We love you, our tribal chief, JD. Thank you, brother. This may be the year I stream Destiny on either YouTube or Twitch. I don't know. I might end up staying with YouTube. Uh, Twitch is kind of lame. I hear so many bad things about Twitch. I don't know. I may use Twitch as uh, as a a platform for, like, in-real-life stuff, like vlogging. I was always afraid to vlog, man. I feel so embarrassed when I'm out. Hey, look look at me. (laughs) I'm feeling myself, you know. It's a little thing that's uh, always bothered me about vlogging. Got to get over that. Tenario with a $5 super chat. Today marks 20 years since the passing of Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. Rest in peace to a true legend. One of my favorites of all time, man. One of my favorites of all time is Mr. Perfect. Dom Wapo with a 499. Maybe it's just me, but I didn't want Midcat Moss to win. But hey, someone needed to be fed to Gunther. Hope your day's going well, brother. Thank you, Dom Wapo. Ali, thank you again, brother, for the $100 super chat. Much appreciated. Grimsley with a $2 super chat. How do you feel about Skillet's song for the chamber. I I do not like Skillet, bro. I think Skillet is a very pussified band. Uh, M. James with a $5 super chat. We'll be attending Elimination Chamber in Montreal. If Jay turns on Sammy, I can't wait to hear the nuclear heat that he gets. Absolutely. I I hope that's the case. I hope that's the case. Clone Force with the 499. Imagine if Sammy brings back his old black and gold theme at the chamber. The crowd would go crazy. Man, I love that theme. I loved that theme. They may do something like they did with Drew McIntyre, man. They didn't play Broken Dreams the entire entrance. They may they may play part of it and then have him uh, shift into his actual theme now. Tony Brown with a 199. Sweet meat tonight. Yes. It's not better than AEW meat, though. We had some Liv Morgan tonight. We had some Chelsea Green tonight. We had some Shotzi tonight. It's basically it. (laughs) 
Dylan Connolly with a 199 super chat. Appreciate you, Dylan. Thank you for the super chat, brother. I acknowledge you, JD. Thank you, Dylan. I acknowledge you too. Thank you for the 199. Uh, Najee with a four month membership. Four months is crazy. I acknowledge you. JD is the tribal chief. Uso has defended the title separate as a punishment from Adam Pierce. But. Shiro! I don't know, man. Glorious one, 23 with a 999. I haven't been this invested in a storyline since Daniel Bryan and one. Some might not remember Cody and Goldust versus the Shield. Of course I remember that. I love that. To keep their jobs, that pop at Battleground was great. Yes, that was awesome. That was so fun. N with a 499. Hey, JD, you should check out the exclusive WWE put out with Rey Mysterio and Santos exchanging masks. It's beautiful. Where could I find that? Where can I find that, N? Tenario with a $5 super chat. JD, were you a fan of Bo Dallas, Bo Leave in NXT? No. I thought it was actually cringe. I did not like that character at all. He just he he, he looked he looked like a jobber. Chris Bell with a nine months. Just got back from SmackDown. Hope we made some noise tonight. LA Knight and Bray Wyatt had a dark match after the show. Love your brother. OTS forever. Yeah, I read that they were gonna have a dark match. I don't know why they had a dark match, but as long as Bray is not injured anymore. Man, has Bray cooled off, huh? Bray was the hottest thing in wrestling and now has been overtaken by both Sammy and Cody. And Captain Solo with a $5 super chat. What was your favorite Randy Savage feud? And which Hulk Hogan did you prefer? Red and yellow or NWO? My favorite Randy Savage feud was Jake the Snake Roberts. One of the greatest storylines in WWE history. My favorite Hogan, I hated yellow and red, man. I was so much more of a Hogan fan when he turned heel. Absolutely no question. No question at all. Anyway, guys, we're about to get out of here. About to start the Mustang up so I can get home. I got some late night destiny to play, man. Golden Boy of the $5 Super Chat. Don't know if I missed it on another one of your casts. But rest in peace, Lainey Poffo, the genius macho man, welcomed him with open arms. Absolutely, brother. Talked about that, uh, I believe... It might have been on Monday. I mentioned it in, like, a Super Chat segment, I believe. I didn't really have much to say about it because, I mean... I mean, there's enough bad in the world, man. Why, why do we need to talk about more more death and sadness, you know? Anyway, guys, uh, I'm about to get out of here. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, hopefully, everything uh, went off, minus the echo in the uh, beginning portions of the show. Sorry about that again. Uh, I will not uh, have that happen again. 
But I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Hopefully everything sounded good. Hopefully everything looked good with this new camera. Really invested into the podcast lately. This mother's basement's going to be a fucking absolute killer design. Going to be great. The production value of the podcast is going sky high. We're going to be using scenes and transitions, and it's going to be awesome. Make sure you guys follow me on social media, man. At JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Cody Snyder with a $5 super chat. Any chance of live tomorrow? No, sir, man. I got things to do tomorrow. If anything, a regular video will be done tomorrow. Follow me on social media. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Hit that thumbs up. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. And go check out all the other videos you might have missed on the channel, including Manscaped. Go check them out. Manscaped.com. Code script 20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Guys, I'm getting out of here. Let me see those ace emojis in the chat. Let me see those Mustang emojis in the chat. Let me see those rock on emojis in the chat. And I want to hear that music turned up to max. I'll see you guys tomorrow with some extra. And I'll see you guys back here live on Monday for a brand new week right here on OTS with Monday Night Raw. Until then, guys, have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Stay safe. Don't overeat. Don't overdrink. Take care of yourselves. And I'll see you back tomorrow and live on Monday for Raw. See you guys later. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.